0: Bill O'Reilly here, Thursday, May 6, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Donald Trump uses his new platform to again question the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Transgender activists go after Caitlyn Jenner. India setting a new record for daily COVID deaths. Prescriptions for anti anxiety drugs jump 34%. Three and four adults help their grown children pay the bills during the pandemic. Also ahead, are you paying your fair share to Caesar? Let's find out. But first, President Trump posting a series of messages on his new website, once again claiming the presidential election was stolen. According to Mr. Trump, Mike Pence and Mitch McConnell, should have stopped the electoral certification of six states. The former president writing, quote, only lunatics are afraid of the truth. MSNBC's Joy Reed and other trans activists, calling Caitlyn Jenner a hypocrite, the liberal host accusing Ms. Jenner, herself a transgendered woman, of pandering to conservative voters as she launches her gubernatorial campaign in California. The former Olympic athlete opposes allowing anyone born a biological male to compete in women's sports, which fanatical progressives like Miss Reed vehemently oppose. The COVID virus hurting India. Doctors there confirming at least 5,000 fatalities in less than 24 hours, with experts saying the actual figure could be 50,000 dead. The country accounted for one in four deaths worldwide last week, 50% of new cases on the entire planet. Other hotspots on Earth, Brazil and Mexico. America's demand for anti-anxiety medication up 34% compared to this time last year. Pharmacists also report higher sales of sleeping pills and over-the-counter stress relievers. Experts say virus fears, financial problems, and vaccine terror can cause post-traumatic stress disorder, which is, of course, nonsense. This is very simple. Some folks are afraid. More than three-quarters of parents are providing financial support to at least one adult son or daughter. One in five gave more than $5,000 to the adult kids. And on that note, are you paying your fair share in taxes? Right back with that. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Paying our fair share. That is the mantra of far-left politicians that many Americans do not. But socialist Bernie Sanders and President Biden are out to make that right. They say that affluent Americans and corporations do not pay their fair share? Well, as you know, I am a simple man. So let me ask Mr. Sanders and Mr. Biden a simple question. 43% of working Americans who file tax returns pay zero in federal income tax, nothing. Is that a fair share, nothing? So, Sanders and Biden are talking about people like me, and maybe you, who make good money, but also pay a ton in taxes. But they want more. The Democrats want much more. In fact, the socialist Sanders would take nearly everything I have if he could. So, let's see. What should I, and perhaps you, render to Caesar? What is my fair share? Well, I pay close to 50% to the feds on the income that I earn. When you count health taxes, it gets over 50% in some years. I pay New York state tax of more than 6% and New York state sales tax of close to 9%. I pay property taxes, and gas taxes, and taxes on my automobile, and taxes on my phone and internet. And I pay taxes every time I turn around on everything I do, including people I hire. I get taxed on paying them wages. In fact, I pay more than my share to the federal and state government. I love my country, so I accept that. But again, I am not, not going to support socialism. In my life, I have worked very hard. I have saved my money. I have invested fairly wisely. I'm not gonna hand it over to Bernie Sanders so he can buy votes, and that's what this is all about. I don't trust Sanders or Biden or any of the other progressives to spend my tax money wisely. That's not what they wanna do. They wanna give money from hardworking people, from corporations, to Americans who don't have very much, thereby buying their votes. I support safety nets. Some people get hosed. Some people are sick. We have to take care of them. But that's not what Sanders and Biden want. They want guaranteed income for everybody. The fair share mantra is a ruse. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And also please check out my brand new book, Killing the Mob surging on Amazon. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. 64 years ago today, Lucille Ball and her husband, Desi Arnaz, ended one of the most successful television programs of all time, I Love Lucy. Debuting six years earlier, the 180-episode series would change the entertainment industry forever. Unlike other sitcoms of the era, Lucy was centered on actress Lucille Ball's real life dealing with domestic issues, marriage, children, daily struggles of middle-class women. Some studio executives thought the show would be a disaster. Producers at MGM dismissed Miss Ball as a, quote, crazy redhead. Most believed the American audience would never accept a female lead, and some even questioned whether Americans would watch a white woman married to a Cuban man. To prove them wrong, Lucy and Desi developed a Vaudeville Act, touring rural hotels in Pennsylvania, New York State, and Ohio. The shows quickly sold out. Americans loved Lucy and Desi. CBS signed the duo, and the first episode aired October 15, 1951. 11 million people tuned in to see it, and there were only 15 million TV sets in the entire country. So more than two-thirds of Americans who had TVs were watching Lucy. During its run, the show and its cast garnered 24 Emmy nominations, five wins, two of them going to Lucille Ball. And here's something else you might not know. I Love Lucy was one of the first TV programs actually filmed in Hollywood. At the time, most shows were taped in New York City, but Lucy and Desi refused to relocate from their home in Los Angeles. While in Hollywood, Desi Arnaz took on other roles, even producing TV shows like The Untouchables. The show and its negative depiction of Italian-American gangsters upset a few people, including members of the mafia. Chicago boss Sam Giancana even put out a contract to kill Desi Arnaz for promoting anti-Italian stereotypes. I break that story in my brand new book, Killing the Mob. Desi Arnaz survived, but just barely. Bet you didn't know that. I don't even think Lucy knew. Back after this. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.